Good morning, everybody. Welcome to episode 42 of the Bomber Brothers podcast, part of the Pinstripe Alley community of podcasts. Sean and Ryan here to uh, cover a whole bunch of, and a wide range of of baseball news that has uh, happened over the past week. There was, we have one of the, uh, what feels like one of the bigger uh, scandals that baseball has seen. And then we have a bunch of arbitration stuff that we can talk about, or, or the lack of arbitration hearings, which is obviously a very good thing for the Yankees, as they avoided arbitration with all of their arbitration-eligible players. But, Sean, I guess first we start with the uh, punishments that were laid down by Major League Baseball on the Astros, and they were, in, in my opinion, a lot of people thought that they got off too lightly. I thought they were pretty severe. You lose... Your first and second round draft pick for the next two years, uh, maximum fine of, of five million dollars. That one, it's like whatever, but that was the most they could have. And then um, a one year suspension for <clears throat> AJ Hinch and Jeff Lunau, who both were subsequently fired from their positions. And then obviously, Fire. obviously Alex Cora of the Red Sox. Uh, Manfred made it clear that he indeed was a big part of this um, operation. And that he was going to wait to give his punishment until they were finished investigating the 2018 Red Sox. After that report um, from Rosenthal and Drellich came out not too long ago. But the Red Sox didn't feel like waiting for that. So he's been fired too. So um, two of the last three World Series champion managers no longer managing those teams. And the GMs. And, and um, four out of four of the last managers that have eliminated the Yankees with Hinch being three times and, <laughs> and Cora being once have been fired for cheating. So that's, that's the Yankees spin on it, but I can't believe we didn't lead off the episode talking about Steven Tarpley trade. Um, bad job by us. <laughs> Got to be better. Uh, but I guess we'll table that for later. Um, yeah, I, I was, I was fine with the punishment. Honestly, you just want to see some some sort of culpability so it doesn't happen again. I think the real punishment is that hopefully moving forward they don't do this anymore and don't have this advantage, especially um, you know given given the penalties. I wouldn't think this happens. Um, but I mean, what what as a Yankee fan, like what was the best case scenario? Uh, they're, they're not going to retroactively give the Yankees the American League pennant and, or the Dodgers the World Series. Like, it's it's just not going to happen. And, um, I mean, if I'd be more upset if I was a Dodgers fan. But then you start unraveling the web, and it's like, well, if the Yankees win the ALCS and go to the World Series, they could possibly win that World Series. Does Joe Girardi get fired? Um, you know, and... and I mean, I, I want to play the game of let's go back and look at that ALCS, like... Tanaka has one bad inning, and it all occurs with runner on second base. If Tanaka throws a shutout that game and Greg Bird hits the home run off the foul pole of Ken Giles, like think about the legend of the 2017 Greg Bird playoffs and the legend of playoff Tanaka, how huge that would be to go in and steal that game. And it's just it's fun to think about, but getting back to reality, like as a fan, there's nothing that, that can change what happened now. So even if you give me something back, it, it doesn't matter because I don't get to feel it. And that's the whole fun of it. So I don't want it. I don't want them to strip the Astros of a title. It, it's almost more fun to have it where, yeah, the Astros won the World Series, but – and th- then we just talk about what happened. I mean, it, it is what it is. I'm, I'm – you know, Hinch – 
Lunau and Cora losing their jobs is enough. And um, yeah, that, that's it. That, that, that's enough for me. And then the maximum fine given to the owner. That was the only part I had an issue with was that Manfred basically went out of his way to praise their scandalous owner. Yeah. Um, so and but the thing I, I liked was Manfred made the comment about their analytics department and the baseball ops department and the culture there, which is something that was alluded to in, in the MVP machine. Um, so that was, that was interesting. Sorry, I'm rambling. No, it's okay. Yeah. Manfred didn't pull any punches when he was talking about, um, the culture in Houston and and what he found after talking to people in the organization. And then obviously what happened, um, with Brandon Taubman, with the, uh, Osuna comments before the world series. So clearly he was uh, not happy with what he found. And based on other things that have obviously unfolded before all this, um, broke, but like you said, the, yeah, there are people on social media clamoring for the Astros to vacate the title. That was never going to happen. There was never a, a chance of that. And, and it, you know, it, it's understandable that Yankee fans would hear this news and then go back and pour over the 2017 ALCS, especially when this report indicated that there may actually have been um, more of this going on during the postseason, which it seemed like that wasn't the case um, when the initial report came out. It's mentioned that it's it's a possibility, but I mean, you still look you still look at games one and two when the Astros were home, and they didn't really have much offense going uh, either of those games either. Really, if the Yankees had just gotten a couple more timely hits, they would have won that series, which would have been even more remarkable if indeed the Astros were uh, picking up and stealing signs during that during that series. So. That's kind of what I still go back to is games one and two where they were within a run in, in these um, pitchers' duels and just weren't able to get one more hit. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that this really stopped in 2018? Or do you think that just because the way the clubhouse culture is – I mean think about this, that Carlos Beltran told the Yankees nothing about what was going on in Houston. He just mentioned that he could see Paxton tipping his pitches – not stealing the signs, but that he was doing you know, something with his glove. He never said what was going on in Houston or warned the Yankees. That's been reported now. So do you think the culture of baseball dugout or players or, or whatnot really was, okay, we got busted on this. We'll have to fest to it so we don't get in trouble. But they don't know about X, Y, and Z, so we'll keep that under the rug. Because, I mean, with, with the reports of the whistling and, and the spy in the, in the Red Sox dugout, like I feel like there was more going on. But just because of the culture of, you know, uh, you can't break the sanctity of the clubhouse in this this inner thing. I think there was probably more going on than we even know. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sure, and this was something that I think we saw in the report too. Is that a lot of players said that they stopped doing it because they felt like it wasn't really working. Um, that part is is one that I that I find hard to believe. I feel like when it comes to to players, and and once you find a way to gain a, a competitive advantage, it's probably hard to let to let that go and you know maybe people were starting to um maybe players on the field were starting to uh, realize something was up and then yeah maybe the astros were like okay we better stop this but we also have this manner of of um you know relaying signs in in real time so i could definitely see a, a situation where maybe players like danny farquhar were starting to get onto the whole uh banging scheme and the Astros kind of, the Astros kind of uh, pivoted 
Meg, Meg Rowley loves saying that on, on Effectively Wild is something I've learned over the past few days. Banging scheme. Yeah. We sound yeah. like Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> Banging. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. What, what? So, do you think, how long do you think Cora's suspension is going to be in all this? Because, I mean, the denials and like the way Hinch is portrayed in that report is weird. It's so weird. I was breaking TVs. It was the funniest part about that whole report that he was like not saying anything to any of the players, but apparently breaking the monitors that they were um, using to watch the the. um, That sounds like some shit like Dad would do, like hiding the power cord to the TV, like (laughs) because to ground you or something like that. That's true. (laughs) Um, But like not telling you you're grounded, which Dad would would happily do. So, yeah, that was that was definitely strange. But I mean, what do you think Cora gets? Because it sounds like it sounds like he's the ringleader. Then he goes and takes this to another team. Yeah, I think I think it definitely is going to weigh on whatever they find when it comes to the 2018 Red Sox. But if when you think about it, if if Hinch and Lunau were received this kind of suspension for what went on in in 2017, if you take Cora into account, who was um, arguably the biggest part about that scheme and now is under investigation for another one i mean you could argue that maybe they see it as okay he was a part of two different operations on two different world series teams maybe he gets suspended for two years it's certainly possible and then and then you know does mlb kind of look at cora already being fired and and maybe they'll go a little lighter on him. I don't know. But I would imagine it's going to be more than a year if, if that's what Hinch and Lunau got, only because Cora is kind of identified as, as the um, biggest culprit of this whole thing and is now under investigation for another one with another team. Yeah. I I tend to think that this is actually going to maybe hurt the Red Sox worse than it hurts the Astros. And I know the Astros lost four draft picks Two top yeah, that picks, hurts two, really bad. two second picks. That hurts bad. Um, I don't. I. I mean, I know five million is the most you can find an owner, but that's that's nothing to to Mike Crane or Jim Crane, Jim whatever Crane. his name is. <laughs> Jim Crane. Sorry. Um. So I mean, it is what it is. But the Red Sox are already in this state of flux with the uh, Chain Bloom coming in trying to cut payroll, and while I respect the way the Rays are able to cheaply get by. I mean, if he wants to purge that roster, now is the time, right? You're losing it. You just lost your manager. You're probably going to lose some draft picks. So you're going to want to reload and sort of kind of hit the reset button now. Um, Yeah. Or or you can look at the other side and say, you know, does, does Bloom see, Oh, I'm going to lose these draft picks. It's probably going to, it might be hard to, to rebuild through the draft. Like maybe we should just go after some guys to make us better now. I don't think so because I think his idea will be if I trade Mookie Betts, I can get the equivalent of a couple draft picks in this trade. If I hang on to Betts, my team gets older and I don't have any young reinforcements coming in because I'm not getting those picks. So yeah. I feel like I feel like this is going to be maybe a five-year uh, period where the Red Sox slip down to the fourth best team in the American League East behind the Yankees, the uh, Blue Jays and the and the not the Orioles, excuse me, the Rays. It's possible. I mean, there's a lot of I think there's a lot of things that could 
dictate them going from, you know, like you said, fourth to as high as going back up to second. I mean, do if they don't trade bets, then they still have one of the best superstars in baseball. If Chris Sale comes back healthy, then they still have one of the the elite starting pitchers in baseball. So those are two things that are up in kind of up in the air, but I think would also definitely impact where they stand. But it wouldn't be the first time we've seen something like this. I mean, how many times have we seen even in this decade alone where the where the Red Sox win a World Series and then they suddenly drop into a, a period of just not being in contention at all? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really interesting that in the last, so in a 10-year period, the Red Sox, or 11-year period, 12-year period, I wish I could do math, the Red Sox won three World Series with three different managers, and now the third manager is gone, so that's, that's, that's weird, but it is what it is, I guess. I don't know, I, I don't, even if they keep their roster as is, I mean, the Yankees, you know, beat the crap out of them last year, and then. You know they're they they've had guys that have gone and and, and they've only signed Plawecki is that is that who Kevin the, Plawecki, the one yep. yeah that's the only major leaguer they've signed is that correct I believe still so. correct they're killing it this off season but um, <laughs> yeah, it's been yeah so I mean I think this changes the competitive balance of the American League East I don't know what it does to the Astros they still have a great roster but losing Cole and the Yankees getting him and Verlander and Grinky. It, as aging pitchers, another year older, and then you have all the distractions and turmoil, and you're going to assume maybe a fall off from some of their hitters. Who do you think the biggest threat is in the American League to the Yankees winning the pennant right now? I think it's the team that made the other big splash this week amidst all this um, turmoil, the Twins. That's the best news possible for Yankee fans. (laughs) Yeah. They pick up Josh Donaldson. I think that's, I believe that's the largest free agent contract the Twins have ever signed. I could be mistaken on that. I believe that's what I heard. Um, but, I mean, Bomb Squad has got a whole lot more bombs now. They uh, they can hit home runs with, with anybody. The team that hit the most home runs in, in history, obviously the juice ball could have played a part, but still... Now you add Josh Donaldson to that mix, and uh, I'd say the Twins are—I'd say the Twins are becoming the biggest um, rival to the Yankees for for the American League next year, with with still the Astros right there as well. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't put the Rays out of that mix either. Oh yeah, I mean they made the big trade getting um, what, Martinez from St. Louis. Yep, and um, yeah, that's. I, I mean, it, the American League Central is going to be so fascinating because you have the Indians who are in decline but still sort of hanging on, even though they traded Bauer last year and they still have you know Kluber and all their other pitchers that they just keep churning out. Um, the White Sox are pretty good story on the rise, and then you'll have the Twins, who I mean have to go in as the favorite, but I mean, is their pitching going to be enough? We saw in the playoffs last year and what happened but I mean one of these years they're gonna have to beat the Yankees it's just I mean hopefully it's like with the Red Sox where it doesn't happen for 86 years but um yeah but it will eventually happen and they got closer to doing it with that move uh to get Donaldson but but you're right I'm I'm actually really excited to watch the uh the central this year thinking about you know Cleveland is in a weird spot where they're trying to like figure out if they're gonna rebuild but they still have an elite pitching staff so that pitching staff going up against the twins lineup and 
and the White Sox going all in and, and really trying. Basically, it's a lot more it's a lot easier to get excited about baseball and you have a lot of teams that are clearly trying to win. Yeah, for sure. Now, um, speaking of trying to win to kind of close out what's gone on in baseball. I mean, you have Beltron, apparently his niece tweeted that he's stepping down and I then saw that, yeah. made her account private. So let's say he steps down. I'm going to believe her, his niece. Um, that would be three managers that, that get the X because of this, but also one in Beltron that was an advisor to the Yankees. But talking about the Yankees' reaction to this, and I know we've touched on it before, I mean, there were three main things that happened, right? You have, first of all, the, all right, so this is the weirdest thing. Like, this whole thing against the Astros has sort of been like in a movie where you have the bad guy turn on, like, one person that maybe isn't the greatest character turn against the bad guy so you start to like them kind of like Catwoman and that the role of Catwoman is played by Trevor Bauer in this case because <laughs> he's been hilarious on social media and then Didi posting the reaction to Trevor Bauer's video of um the what is it the Phil Collins song yep um just just affirms to me that the Yankees weren't doing any of this I mean he was on the team for you know for for a while that once they got that memo the Yankees probably were playing clean and you know, Teixeira says what Teixeira says, but I think the – and, I mean, I just listened to the snippet that they posted, but I have to listen to full R2C2, but CC is pissed. He is really pissed <laughs> off. I actually think if his, if his shoulder heals, he might come back this year now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Since the Yankees don't have Tarpley anymore, he's like, there's a spot. Um, but the funniest thing to me was that just no comment, just judge goes and deletes the tweet that he put congratulating Altuve or the, the Instagram message congratulating Altuve on the MVP just went in, deleted it. And that was it. So judging by those reactions, I think the Yankees are actually clean in all of this. Do you still think something's going to come out or do you think there's been enough reaction where the Yankees have to be really dumb to be pounding their chest the way they are? And uh, it would be one of the all time dumb moves. Um, I mean, but we've seen, you know, Roger Clemens and A-Rod and all the, like, deny steroids. Yeah, so. that's that's what I'm saying. It, it would be up there with those. Um, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm still skeptical. Just the Yankees, you know, they're right up there with the, with the Red Sox and Astros in terms of where they've been in contention over these years. And they've clearly been, they've clearly been so paranoid, and rightfully so, about the Astros in recent years and stealing signs, and and the Red Sox too, with with um, everything that went on with the with the whole Apple Watch scheme, which is kind of what led to that memo from from Major League Baseball, and it looked like from um, MLB's report that the Yankees aren't really under any kind of investigation. So it's certainly possible that after the Yankees got that memo, that they were like, all right, well, we need. Like this is uh, this. They made it clear now that it's against the rules. It's no longer any kind of gray area. We should probably stop. But with all that paranoia and, and apparent knowledge of what the Astros were doing, I still, I still wouldn't be surprised at all if if the Yankees were at least exploring other ways that they could level the playing field. If it's something they felt they knew the Astros were doing, and um, and yeah, wanted to level the competition, but. I think I think you're right. Like you see all those reactions, and it's tough to imagine that they were doing something in any way similar, either that or they're just 
being really foolish, <laughs> but, um, but I, but yeah, the judge thing was, I felt like was the most judge reaction ever. It's like, he didn't say anything. He didn't like come out and, and start anything big, but he's still like the ultra competitor, like pissed off. Cause he know he feels like he should have got the MVP. So he's like, all right, I'll just, I'm just going to delete this, this comment knowing people are going to see it. I, it just reminded me of his react of him when they were filming the MLB, the show stuff, like with his stance and. The guy was like, wait, you don't like flip your bat or nothing? He just goes, nope, nothing. Like, that's just <laughs> Judge. He's just, he's like the silent assassin. And, uh, I mean, that got me more, more pumped up for opening day. So, if anything, like, just having this baseball news has got me excited. I mean, I don't think it's good for the game, but I think it keeps oh, no, interest yeah. in the game. So, I mean, at least we have that. So, um, I don't know. Do you want to litigate on anything else that's come out or, or whatnot? I think we've kind of covered all the bases. Yeah. I mean, the only other thing I'll say is that, um, the only way this is completely over pending the, the Red Sox investigation is if, is if MLB is really adamant about putting this behind it and, um, and not wanting to be not wanting to expose any of other scandals, but if, if I feel like if MLB is really diligent about like wiping all of this out, like I really don't think that these are the only two teams that are involved in this stuff. Yeah, I guess they're the most egregious though. And that's why they were caught. Um, we, so didn't even, we didn't even bring up Logan Morrison implicating the Yankees and Dodgers. And then he deleted that post, but we didn't even, uh, we didn't even get to that. Obviously, yeah, well, he obviously he, he deleted it, and he's not a fan of of Gary Sanchez. Yeah, I was gonna say, and it may be a little mad that he didn't get any playing time, but Kendrys Morales did. Um, <laughs> I can't believe we watched Kendrys Morales at Yankee Stadium this year. Like that actually yeah. happened, that or is last crazy. year. Uh, Okay, so do you want to go to the Colin Trevorrow script of the 2017 ALCS and see what happens <laughs> in a better world? Yeah, take it All away. Right. Well, I thought since the script to the alternate episode 9 leaked out yesterday. A way I, better one. Uh, it was interesting. It would depend on how they executed it. I still like um, The Rise of Skywalker. I'm fine with it. But I definitely thought that this one would have been a more complete and satisfying story. At least this one actually calls a holocron a holocron and yeah, not that's, a wayfinder. That's fair. That's fair. But um, I wonder what it would have been like for um, to get Mandalorian armor just melted onto your face like yeah. uh, they were in a Kylo. But anyway, so if we look at the 2017 ALCS, the Yankees won games 3, 4, and 5 at Yankee Stadium, 8, 1, 6, 4, and 5, nothing. So we're not going to change anything about that, obviously. They lost game six and seven, seven to one and four to nothing. So I don't think that we can probably touch those games because those are some pretty big, pretty big gaps. And in game seven to get shut out, well, the Yankees can't win that game. So that only leaves us with two options. Game one where they lose two to one, uh, Keuchel against Tanaka. Or game two, where they lose two to one, Severino against Verlander with the walk-off double, triple by Altuve, or when Altuve scores and, and, you know, Sanchez drops the ball. So which game do you think the Yankees have the better chance of winning, game one or game two? 
Um, I kind of gave it away earlier what I think. Yeah. Uh, probably, yeah, game one. Yeah, I think so, too. I think the Yankees win game one on a, that late home run by Bird because the only runs Tanaka gave up were all in the same inning. He gives up um, two hits with runners on second base only, and the other one was just an infield single by Altuve. So once they get a runner on second base, some things started happening. Um, Giles comes in, gives up the home run to Greg Bird, and the Yankees win that game one nothing in my mind. And now the Yankees, let's say, lose game two and then win the series in five. They win the games at Yankee Stadium. Do you agree if that's what happens? <laughs> Um, and that's I, sort of why I'm not, and I'm, I don't mean to cut you off, I'm not so mad about this because it's like, all right, the, Yank, the Astros did only score four runs in the first two games combined, so it's not like they were knocking the cover off the ball. Yeah, no, that's why I'm really not mad at all about it. I really don't think it had too much of, of an impact. If the Yankees, if we are in this alternate universe and the Yankees did win game one, one nothing, then yeah, they probably could have easily won, won the series in five. The Astros clearly weren't ready to play in in Yankee Stadium like they appeared to be this year. Um, once they got a taste of like what it was like playing on the road in that kind of environment, so I don't think um, that outcome would have changed. So yeah, maybe they maybe they do win in five. But I still I still go back to the fact that the Yankees only scored two runs in those first two games, and even if the Astros were doing anything illegal all the Yankees had to do was just get another timely hit or two and they would have won anyway and despite yep. all of that which would have been mm. even more impressive so then the next question is who wins the 2017 World Series between the Yankees and the Dodgers I think the Yankees would have won that series would have definitely been a, a close series yeah you think Kershaw still pitches the gem in game one I don't know I mean, that's really the, the biggest game Kershaw's ever pitched, like the most public yeah. success. I hope he still gets it, but then the Yankees win in like five or six. Yeah. But anyway. The, the interesting thing would be if the Yankees win in five, then you bring Tanaka back for game three. You would have had Tanaka Darvish for games three and seven of the World Series, that which would have been, been really absolutely cool. awesome. Yeah. And um, I think the MVP would have been Brett Gardner because he just owns you Darvish. So Gardner probably would have hit two grand slams and one in game three, one in game seven. <laughs> My MVP pick would have been Bird. Oh God. Could we just, just imagine <laughs> just, he hits the, he, he becomes the hero and then, uh, then he breaks his ankle again, probably anyway, but it is what it is. If anyone wants any more of these hypotheticals, go to pinstripealley.com today where I break down a, a rematch of the 2017 ALCS, but obviously all the players would have to play in the condition that they're in today. So just imagine the Yankees and Astros fighting with Brian McCann behind the plate and CC trying to pitch and Jacoby Ellsbury as a DH, Chase Headley as a DH. It was a lot of fun fun to think about how that would look. On the is, field. Matt, is Matt Holiday over his uh, parasite or whatever <laughs> he had? Think, I don't even think I mentioned him just because he wasn't <laughs> even like a factor. He, was, he played in game one. They pinch it with Jacoby yeah. Ellsbury. He, he was still it. battling that. What is it? The Epstein Bar? I think. Yeah, it was. yeah. Well, that'd be that'd be a hell of a series. Oh, I think yeah. the Yankees probably have aged out though. Oh, they would. Yeah, they would have lost. 
Oh yeah. Well, Hicks had has Tommy John. He'd have to. You know, yep. He's fighting left-handed. <laughs> well, that would be CC. He's fighting right-handed. Yeah, CC would have to pitch righty. Yeah. So the Yankees got all their deals done. I mean, unless you want to say anything else about this, but good job plugging your article. I'm excited to read it. Yeah, no, no. Let's let's move let's move on to uh, good news. The Yankees avoiding arbitration with with all those all those guys, including Judge, which was big. Although I wish I saw, I wish he got more than that. What was it, eight and a half million? Uh huh. I wish he got more than that. I hope he gets a lot more than that, and a lot of years uh, yeah. come come February. Yeah, that's that's that was my thought. Is like you know, a this is Judge deserves way more than this, and b hopefully this means that they're like working out some kind of bigger extension i hope that's what it means because judge is still one of the most valuable players in baseball and deserves to be making more than eight and a half million dollars yeah if i'm the yankees i'm locking up judge and, and torres and i feel like i'm a believer in sanchez but you can let that play out a little bit um yeah. a little yeah i mean i know he's going to be the first one up i think but um and I think the Yankees are kind of showing their faith in, in Sanchez, really. I mean, look at all their other moves. No, no one but, like, you know, minor league level catchers for... for um, Eric Kratz, baby. Yeah. What was it? Chris Iannetta. Mm-hmm. So it seems to me like they're they're committed to Sanchez. He got, what was it, the second highest um, first year arbitration value behind Buster Posey? I think so. So... What was it like five something million? Uh huh. But yeah, so I think it seems like they're committed to Sanchez and they believe in in Sanchez. And then, um, so who else did they avoid avoid arbit- arbitration with? Everybody, Canely. Yeah, Canely. That was the other one yeah. I was thinking of. So. Anyway, but yeah, and then the Guardy party became became official, and the Yankees said tarply to. Uh, to the Marlins. Yes, for someone I've already forgotten. He was top prospect for a while, but now he's not. That's why he got traded for Stephen Tarpley. Yeah. James Nelson. James Nelson. Sounds like someone the Yankees will inexplicably turn into a productive player. Minor league third baseman. Oh, and they got some cash, too. Oh, that's it. Always helps to have some extra cash. Yeah, it's always good. Got to go with the hustle. Anyway, um, I guess that's that's about it. Anything else going on in Yankee world? Um, well, I'm just coming across that CC snippet from the R2C2 podcast that you were talking about. <laughs> it's cracking me up. So I'll just read it for anyone who hasn't listened to it. And obviously you should. R2C2 is awesome. But it's apparently CC said, fucking 17, we should have won the World Series. I don't care what nobody says. And now that this happened, nobody can ever fucking tell me that we wasn't going to win it. <laughs> Yeah, he's pretty adamant. Yeah, he's he's pissed. I like it. Anyway, well, I mean, this gets me fired up to get out on the field and beat them there. Um, the Astros don't come to the stadium till late in the season, so it's going to suck a little bit of the juice out of it. But um, yeah, but I definitely encourage all the fans to uh, be as creative and funny as possible when it comes to um, like signs and props or whatever well, the Staten you, whatever Island you Yankees bring. are having a, having a toy garbage can giveaway when yes. the, the minor yeah. league gastro team comes in that's, that's, what awesome. that's what I'm saying get get creative with it I think this is also something that uh Meg Rally talked about on on effectively wild like they were never going to vacate the title but it's, it'll be funny to make them uh 
you know, never yeah. forget what helped get to that title. So be really creative and funny with uh, whatever signage and props that you bring to the stadium. And, uh, yeah. That's, yeah, I guess that's about it. I mean, nothing else is really going on. Buster only unblocked me, so that's that's good. I've been able to read his tweets about him, the Mets wavering on Beltron and whatnot. And that he put the Yankees number one on his top ten teams to round out his uh, preseason rankings. Well, I mean, we talked him into it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I guess that's about it. You got anything else? No, no, that's it. What are you uh, looking forward to this week? Well, I'm going to let you take the uh, next Tuesday's announcement. So I'll uh, I'll go with the uh, AFC-NFC championship games. Always my favorite NFL weekend of the year. Super Bowl has a lot of like the side stuff with the the halftime show and the commercials. Stuff I really don't care about. Um, although I'm sure A-Rob will be front and center at the halftime show. They're definitely <laughs> going to show him watching J-Lo, so that'll be fun. But, yeah. uh, you know, you get the final four teams – going to the Super Bowl, and usually the games are pretty competitive. Um, I mean, last year's, both of them went right into overtime or down to the wire. And I'm hoping this year is the same, but I don't know. The spreads are seven and a half points in both games, so we'll see. But I'm, I'm hoping for Rodgers versus Mahomes. I think that'd be a ton of fun. Uh, obviously, wouldn't be upset if our boy Tannehill made it to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. I'm riding the Titans. Yeah, so uh, I mean, I'm going with the Tannehill jersey if they make it to this to the Super Bowl. That'll be. I usually wear Chad Henney just to remind myself that I <laughs> bought a Chad Henney jersey, and I'm stupid. But luckily, it was you know from uh, DH Gate, so I didn't pay too much for it. Yeah, no, that's always. So that's I'll, always I'll go. Yeah, I'll go AFC NFC Championship game. Now you you told me that you're gonna let me have Tuesday. I don't even know what you're talking. Maybe it's because I woke up a half an hour ago, but I'm trying isn't, to figure out what he's talk what you're talking about. Isn't this Tuesday the announcement for the Hall of Fame? Oh, is it this Tuesday? Yeah, I oh, think okay. so. All right, that makes more sense. Okay, yeah, I, I, I'm hoping to see uh, Jeter at a hundred percent, and I feel really stupid now because I've been supposed to be looking at hotels for Cooperstown, and I have not done it. But January twenty first. Yep, this Tuesday coming up. All right, yeah. Thank you for the assist. That is that'll be what I'm looking forward to. That's good. Do you think uh, you think the writers are getting some gift baskets? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, that's yeah, a lot of the... gift baskets he'd have to give out, considering probably every writer is going to vote for him. He's still unanimous, right? As of now, yeah. All right. At least uh, at least Mo broke that seal and. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, I'm, I'm looking forward to. I want to see Larry Walker get in. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see see Walker get in too. Schilling was scaring me though with how high up he was, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be a close call. We'll see. I guess that's that's about it. That's all I got. All right, cool. Yeah, me too. Well, um, thanks everyone for for listening, and we will uh, talk to everybody next week. Might be. Might be a might be a rough month or so before spring training with uh, all the big free agents signed. Maybe maybe there'll be some trades. Who knows? But, well, no, um, well, well, we could talk about Jeter next week that's because true. he'll be in the Hall of Fame, and then after that, we're uh, we're into February. That's true. That's true. That's big. All right. Well, there and there you go. We'll be here next week to talk about uh, Jeter into the Hall of Fame, and we'll see everybody then. And have a good week, everybody. Have a good week.